We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. You know, I, I had a couple things on my mind, and this is all this is all regarding objective truth. Because objective truth, and I've said this multiple times, but it's objective truth that unifies us all because we're all bound to it. We're all subject to it. In, in spite of what secularism tries to instill in us truth is what unifies that's why secularism ultimately divides everything because it's subjective and then you start to compartmentalize people into their desires and individual values and and wants and lifestyles and that fracturing is ultimately going to cause because you know if you have if you have one tribe everybody's together all one tribe, one race. But as soon as you have two tribes, you're inevitably gonna have conflict and then you're gonna have war because as human beings, we're, we're broken people. So that's why, you know, divide and conquer, secularism divides and it uses subjectivity to do it. I mean, that's just kind of the way that is. But there's a couple things that, because under the umbrella of, of you know, objective truth unifying us, it, it ties into, inevitably ties into all the problems that, that man has created in man's world. Every single one of them comes back to us denying objective truth. Or the people that deny objective truth ultimately button heads with people who, who are living by what is objectively true. And this, of course, spans across all ethnicities and, and genders and you know, countries, you know, it crosses borders. This, this has nothing to do with any of those, any of those compartments. <clears throat> with any of those compartments that, that the secular world tries to divide us into so that we can be at each other's throats for no reason whatsoever because we really are all brothers and sisters. You understand that, and this is objectively true, there is no necessity there's no need for war. There isn't. When, of course, when, when evil men and women rise up to do evil things, we have to push back. But there's no reason for evil men and women to rise up at all. There's no reason. Not, not in, a, in a world that covets objective truth. Because they would then see that their evil actions, they do affect them as well. Because we're all connected because we're all connected by objective truth. So these are just a couple of things that I had on my mind. I just want to preface that that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm always coming from because that's what I'm always searching for. I'm always looking for the truth. So the very first thing I want to talk about, and this isn't going to be long, but the very first thing I want to talk about is what transpired between Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire. Now, I find it, especially in today's time, as fast as information 
can move, whether that is truthful information or false. <laughs> as fast as it can move, it's always in your best interest to sit back and wait. Sit back, wait, and observe, and gather information from all sides. That's what I found. If there's no other takeaway, that's something I recommend that all of you do. Take sometimes weeks, depending on the story, depending on the narratives, depending on how fast the information is coming out, how fast you can corroborate it, right? Sometimes days, sometimes weeks. You should wait and sit back and observe. And so that's what I did. And, you know, you hear things from both sides. You know, this person is saying this, that person is saying this. And sometimes when, when, when I'm looking at these things, I'll, I'll wonder, okay, well, you're saying something about this person, but you're actually not addressing everything that I heard them say. And that goes on both sides, right? So that's why I like to sit back and wait. Because of course, you're going to defend yourself and defend your position. And so of course, if you're defending your position, you're not going, you're going to put yourself in a better light. That's, that's just human nature. Like I, you know, if I'm defending my position, I'm, I'm not going to defend myself in a way to where I would, I would lose the argument or be seen, you know, as less than, um, within a particular situation, I, I'm defending my position because I believe that there's something that, that I'm being attacked over or something that's being misrepresented. Correct. So I want to sit back and really observe and bottom line is I don't know what transpired really between between them over the months I I don't know I don't know if if and this is and this could be something that's not like an an, an out and out lie or deliberate mis, misrepresentation these different parties could be recalling the situation a bit differently because we all are different people we do that you understand that right you can have a conversation and people can take away different things from it. That's, that's, that's objectively true, <laughs> right? So I, I don't know what really transpired. I don't know. I don't know who's, who's absolutely right and who's absolutely wrong. And if, and if what Mr. Crowder said is, 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 is exactly what transpired or, or his version of it and how he saw it. And then the same thing with Daily Wire. What I do know is that as far as the term sheet goes, no one is denying that, and this is sound business actually, no one is denying from the Daily Wire that if, if your advertising revenue diminishes, then the money pool with which we can then reimburse you or pay you diminishes as well. So if you lose advertisers, if you get you know, a, a strike from YouTube and you're not able to post for a week or two, that's going to affect our ability to generate revenue and therefore affect our ability to pay you. Those, those are the numbers. And that's, that's objectively true. But here's the thing. If that is the case, and you know that we're in a world that has an extreme, extreme bias against certain messages, or let's just say free speech, but definitely against certain messages, but ultimately free speech, 
and our First Amendment, then you know that, like, let's say for me, me, for instance, I've already had one of my channels on YouTube taken down. And this channel that I'm speaking to you on right now, I just got my first strike. Now, that's technically your second because they give you a warning. Now, they always cite medical misinformation. And as I've told you before, if you follow me, I always ask, okay, what, what did I say that was actually false? Because that would be misinformation if I'm, if I'm spreading falsehoods. But the medical misinformation on their community guidelines has nothing to do with what's true and what isn't. What it has to do with is contradicting local health officials and the WHO. They've decided that the truth can only come from them. So whatever they say by definition is true. That is not objective truth. That is not even science. The truth is the truth. It doesn't matter who's saying it. Just like a lie is a lie, no matter who's saying it. But they've opted to support institutions over supporting the truth. My point is, is that if I was contracted with the Daily Wire, I would, I would have been penalized for speaking my mind, for speaking the truth, because, and this is the rub, the things that I got stricken down for and had my channel removed for, I then was proven right when they decided that they were going, or when the local health officials and WHO decided that they were gonna actually start to speak the truth, the truth that I was speaking 18 months prior. Did I get my channel back? Did I get an apology? No. But my point is from a financial standpoint for me, do you think that I'm going to want to say something and do something that is going to diminish my revenue, that is going to keep me from getting paid and taking care of my family? No, so I'm going to self-censor. Well, if I self-censor, that means that I'm not going to speak the truth that I know. I'm not going to freely speak. And if I'm self-censoring, that serves the secular world who wants to push forward subjective truth. And that's the issue I have with all of this. Not Steven Crowder and Daily Wire, because that's none of my business. But what is my business is if, if we're looking at a, a media company, conglomerate, application, whatever you want to call it, and they're claiming to be conservative, and they're claiming to be fighting for free speech, fighting for our constitution, fighting for our country, pushing back this tide of leftist progressivism, these arbiters of chaos. Yet, in order for me to be a part of them, I have to self-censor. Doesn't that allow the opposition to gain ground? And so that's my question, is if, if you're playing ball with people who hate you, then you're, you're, you're going to be giving them leverage. And these are people that, that, you're, that you're claiming to be against and they are, they are, their agenda is objectively evil. You don't compromise and play ball with evil on any level. So that's the issue I have with that. I wouldn't sign that contract because I'd already be out money. I'm not gonna compromise with evil. I'm not going to self-censor, which is why I'm on my, my first strike of my second channel. I'm, I'm not going to stop. So I wouldn't be able to, to sign with them. Now, once again, 
it is true from a business standpoint, hey, if you do something that diminishes the revenue that we're able to generate, then you should be affected. That is true. My thing is, why would you even set up a system that way that gives your political and ideological enemies leverage over your ability to generate revenue? So that's the first thing. So that's how I feel about that from everything that I have observed. All the rest of this stuff is none of my business. But I believe that that's a part of what, what Mr. Crowder was saying. Now, if, and I can't speak to his motives. They say that he's you know playing games and trying to do this and that, and it was disingenuous and whatnot. But that particular point is completely true. That particular point is completely true. Now, if the rest of it, if he is playing games and whatnot, the truth will come out. If that is if that is the case, truth always floats to the top. And so I'll continue to observe on that. But nobody, I never really saw anybody address that point. They talked about the money. They talked about, you know, fiscally that, that does make sense. And I just said it multiple times. It does make sense. But he was also making a point that if we're compromising with these people, we're never going to be able to, to gain any ground because compromising is, is in their best interest. That's how we've got to this point in our world today is that we've consistently compromised with evil. Given an inch, given an inch, given an inch, and next thing you know, we're in a world where people introduce themselves with their pronouns and they believe that a man can have a baby. So the next thing that I want to talk about is, and it's along the same vein, is what's happening in Memphis with the five police officers and Tyree Nichols. Once again, all of this started prior to any type of investigation beginning. Do you, do you, do you see we're getting into this culture where it's not a justice system anymore. It's just theatrics. You get a certain number of players and actors and the script is already pre-written and we're going to go down this particular road. And there's going to be the same buzzwords being thrown around, the same accusations, and you're going to get these calls for justice prior to the system of justice actually doing what the system of justice is designed to do. These officers weren't put on suspension without pay. They were immediately fired and charged. Where's, where's the investigation? You have, to, you have to investigate all of these things in order for you to understand what actually transpired. And if there is a crime that was committed, you have to be able to, you have to, be able to quantify that so that when it comes time to, to you know, get into the court system and really have a trial, you can go over all of the details and go, okay, yes, there was a crime committed. And then here is, now that we can, we can quantify exactly what happened, we now can sentence in relationship to what transpired. Justice is getting what you've earned, getting what you deserve based on your own actions. But how can you get what you've earned when they're not even letting the system of justice move forward? And what I want you guys to understand is that means that justice is not blind. That means that they're forcing her eyes open and they want a particular, it's basically mob rule. But when you create the mob, whoever's behind creating the mob, they're the ones who are actually in control. 
not objective truth. The investigation is searching for objective truth so that you can go, yes, this is what transpired. This is unacceptable. This is the, these are the consequences that come with that. Also, how can you correct anything that you maybe think should be corrected within this system or within this culture if you can't quantify it, if you can't investigate it? But that's not what's been happening. And this is something that's been going on for a while. But understand that when, when, justice is, when, when justice's eyes are held open, you lose justice. And if you lose justice for this particular situation, and because people are emotional and because they're misinformed and because they're indoctrinated into the secular world, they're happy about it because they're getting what they want in that moment. But what they don't realize is that when justice is lost in that moment for this particular person or for this, these particular groups of people, then justice is lost when you need her, when your child needs her, when your children's children, when they need her. That's, that's the thing with objective truth because it binds all of us and justice and morality come from truth. You can't be a moral person and not covet objective truth. You can't have morality without truth. You can't have justice without truth because if justice is getting what you've earned, then the truth is the most important thing so that you actually are getting what you've earned. If you get something that you haven't earned, then it's not justice. Whether, whether that's somebody getting off from doing a crime because they had the money to hire the lawyers and find a loophole, or whether somebody not, or somebody getting more, more sentences, more, more consequences that actually fall outside the statutes simply because the mob wants it, that's not justice either. You have to get what you've earned, and the only way to determine that is through objective truth. That's why we investigate. That's why we presume innocent, and then we, the burden is on us to gather the evidence to prove that this person has earned this and earned that and earned this and earned that. But when justice is lost, it's lost for us all. And that, that right there is all I want to say about this situation right now, because I'm still waiting for an investigation to take place. But, the, but look at how everything is already starting to move before anybody even knows anything. And I know that there's a video. I haven't watched it because to me there's no need to watch it. Because I want to see, I want to see the system do what the system's supposed to do. But my point is that people aren't doing that. They're not waiting for the system to do what it's supposed to do. They're looking at a video and then burning down their own city. Like a spoiled, entitled child having a tantrum. And a child having a tantrum is a protest, although I wouldn't call it mostly peaceful. Why, why would anybody riot? Why? What, what does it gain you? You just look like a petulant child. That's what you look like. And once again, I believe that these mobs are created. They're incentivized. They're ignited. They're incited. Instead of saying, let our system run its course. This is the system that we have. Banu. So that's why I'm coming back to objective truth. Now, I, I also believe that 
we are too far gone to where now people are going to start to wake up like in mass enough to correct the course because people are still barreling head first towards that cliff. They simply are. And anybody who is trying to go, hey, that's a cliff over there. Maybe we should slow down. Maybe we should like, you know, assess some things and have some conversations. Those people are being actively ostracized, suppressed, villainized. They're being insulted no matter who they are. And all they're saying is like, hey, maybe we should talk. Maybe we should like really see what's going on. So there's some force behind this that doesn't want us to come together, doesn't want us to unify, doesn't want objective truth to be what guides us. Therefore, they don't want morality to guide us. Therefore, they don't want justice to undergird our civilization. There's a force behind all of this. So my question to you is, what now? What happens now? Well, let me tell you what happens now. Objective truth is objective truth because it doesn't require our belief in it to be true. It's still there. Whether people want to ignore it and, and close their eyes to it, it's still there because it's beyond us. It's a supernatural thing. And so all of this subjectivity has always been self-destructive historically. And so history is going to repeat itself. We're self-destructing now. That's going to run its course. And from those ashes, the ones who are, who are able to weather that storm, the ones who are able to adapt, they're the ones who are, are going to still be standing and they're going to rebuild with objective truth being the foundation. And once again, just like at the founding of our country, there's going to be entities trying to, trying to tear it down and we'll start the cycle again. And in the meantime, we're going to have more tragedy more death, we're gonna have more absurdity. That's just the way that is. I wish it wasn't so. But my mission is to get you guys, as many of you, as many of my brothers and sisters as I can, to get you guys to turn on the light, start to doubt, and start to have conversations with everyone respectfully. That's my mission. Let's see what we can do, right? <laughs> and as always, they want you walk in the dark. I'm over here trying to help you to turn on that light. You guys be well.